0: Welcome to ForeverFit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition and lifestyle, with your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Did you know that cortisol influenced your production of progesterone? And progesterone has been shown to stabilize blood sugar. So if you have high levels of cortisol, you're going to affect your progesterone, which is ultimately going to be affecting your blood sugar levels. This is all bringing me on to what I'm going to be talking about into later on in today's episode all about cortisol and your hormones. So I thought I'd, um, I'm starting off my podcast just talking about some books that are in my collection or that I've read in the past and this might inspire you to get some new books and one of the ones that I just looked at my shelf this afternoon and I thought I'd tell you about is a book, it's not a health book or anything like that but it was um, by Michael Hill and it's one of his he's brought out two books I think and this one was called Think Bigger so I've read both of them and I just think he's just the most inspiring man and just these books are just really um, just an amazing read perfect for you to take away on a camping trip or to a, just a weekend getaway because they're they're fairly qu- quick to read and just really inspiring and just helps to you get you sort of your life and your um, goals in order. So if you're looking for a new book to read, check out that one. Um, what's new this week? This week I've um, written a post all about the importance of zinc where we and where you get zinc from in your food and what important role it plays in your body. We don't talk much about zinc and it plays a really powerful role in the function of your body. Zinc is something that... Um, I got introduced to when I went to a naturopath and she looked at my fingernails and they had the white spots on them and she said that I was low in zinc alongside iron and some other nutrients and for me this um, I it kind of just at that time it was one of those things that I needed to hear And it opened up a whole new channel for me to focus on because I was eating incredibly healthy, I was eating incredibly clean, all my food was really nutrient dense but for some reason I was low in zinc. So this is what led me into functional diagnostic nutrition and this is what led me into finding out why was I low in zinc when I was consuming plenty of high zinc foods. And this is why it's really important to understand where you get your nutrients from and how you absorb your nutrients because you can put as much zinc into your body as you like. You can get zinc from supplements, you could get zinc from really high zinc foods, but if you aren't digesting them and you aren't able to absorb them, you're never going to get high levels of zinc in your body. And Zinc is really essential for um, all the physiological functions that happen, including certain proteins and enzymes, and it's also involved in the regulation of gene expression. It's also an important role in your immune system, like wound healing, protein synthesis, cell health, and DNA synthesis. So it plays a really powerful role in your um, skin health. And the reason I went to naturopath at the time was because my skin, um, I had the perioral dermatitis around my face, which is... Not the most pleasant looking thing. And so this you know, given that I had low zinc and um, poor digestive health and everything else, this was um, something that is a sign of low zinc in your body. So helping, um, zinc is also involved in the regeneration of cells, wound healing and inflammation as well. Your best source of zinc comes from animal sources and because plants are often, um, the zinc is bound to the phytates and when it's bound to phytates, your body actually finds this quite hard to absorb the zinc. So if you are getting your zinc from only plant-based sources, say you're vegetarian or vegan, this is why it's really important for you to be soaking your nuts and seeds because this gets rid of the phytates, activates enzymes and makes them more um, the nutrients more bioavailable for the body. So zinc is high in Organ meats, um, like kidney and liver, and then on red meats, like beef and lamb, and also seafood as well is super high in zinc. So getting in your oysters and scallops and other shellfish helps as well. Um, the other thing to make sure is that, you, like, so the best place for you to start with making sure that you're getting enough zinc into your diet is to try and get organ meats into your diet. And this is something that is... Um, can be a big leap especially if you're starting at like with health it's an absolute continual journey and there's little things that you're adding into your diet and into your life to make yourself consistently getting healthier and healthier and so if you're just starting at the very beginning and you're cutting out sugar and you're dabbling in a bit of um gluten-free and you're not quite ready for organ meats and um all the other sort of wacky things that I talk about, then don't panic. This might be something that you're ready to face in six months' time. So organ meats are one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. And if you can combine that into your diet via um, like, just having pâtés or putting it into meatloaf or meatballs, you'll really notice the... um, the difference in your body and energy, and you'll notice when you when you eat something like nutrient dense like that, just how amazing you feel as well. Other things adding to your diet, so making sure you're getting fish two to three times per week, and also um, soaking your nuts and seeds as well. And if you're doing those three things there, you're going to be getting adequate amounts of zinc into your body. And then when you're making sure you've got really good digestive health, you're going to be um, absorbing and able to use that zinc as well. Because zinc is an antioxidant and it's essential for your immune health, but your digestive health is 80% of your immune system. So getting that gut health working really well is what's going to make sure that you have adequate amounts of zinc in your body as well as all your other nutrients. Um, the other thing that, I, that is new this week is I... Talk in the online gym all about detoxing. Now, given the world that we live in is an incredibly um, toxin loaded world, and detoxing is something that um, it's almost seen as a bit of a luxury, but I think it should be something that everybody should be putting into their life as just. Adding things in so that they can improve their body's detoxification pathways, they can improve their liver health, they're improving the health of their skin because it's one of the big detoxification parts of your body and so you're just constantly doing things to help your body detox naturally and so it's not something that you just do every now and then and you head off to a spa and have a detox weekend, it's something that you should be trying to do every single day. And one of the things that I talk about in the online gym is the powers of bentonite clay, and what this can do for your body, um, how to use it, Um, the power, the powerful effects that it has inside and out. You can put it and make it into a mask and put it on your face, and it's incredibly powerful at drawing toxins out of your face, helping with parasites and fungus, um, helping. Um, Cleans and pull out toxins through your digestive system it's what, it's one of those things that has been around for centuries and, and it's used all over the world by over a um, hundred different cultures so it's incredibly um, natural and this is something that I go into detail so g- give you all the tools and, and explain a bit more about bentonite clay. Then I have also, which is pretty exciting, I've got our first ever online boot camp. This is starting the 14th of April 2014, so this is just a couple of weeks away from this um, podcast. And this is five weeks of awesome training training you can do in your living room or in your backyard. You get everything from your meal plans. Um, Grocery lists, the program downloadable PDFs, the workouts, the online support. You get everything that you need to be successful over these five weeks. Not only that, we're doing our initial fitness testing live at 8 a.m. on the 12th of April. So you can, I'm going to be guiding you through the testing. You're going to need like a measuring tape. And I'm going to be guiding you through the exact exercises to be doing, and we're going to do it all together. And so it doesn't matter where in the world you are, fitness testing is live on the 12th, and then the boot camp kicks off on the 14th, so Monday. Then each week I'm loading up all the new workouts for you to do, everything that you need for that week coming up, and then at the end of it you do your fitness tests again. So it's going to be really cool, and if you can't start on the 12th of April, never fear, because... This is all in the online gym and you can do that boot camp in your own time if you wish. But there is nothing more powerful than doing it at the same time as everybody else around the world. So make sure you check that out. And it is absolutely um, only available to online gym members and there's no extra cops. So check it out. It's in there along with all the other programs and lots of updates going to be coming up between now and then. Um, another online gym post that I did this week was all about the signs and symptoms of being a healthy woman. Um, this has got a lot to do with like your um, your hormones and your menstrual cycle and what we take for granted as being normal. And so often we're in a society where um, things have changed, and what might may, may be common. And what may be so-called normal doesn't mean that it's healthy and that it's, it's right for your body. So things like incredibly painful periods once a month, um, losing your period through other months, having really um, a moody time up until your period, highs and lows, yo-yoing, all these sorts of things. I go into real big detail about the signs and symptoms of um, what these mean, um, and whether or not you can find out if you're, you're a healthy woman, or whether or not you want to look at ways that you can improve your hormonal health, and this is also something that I'm talking about in today's episode as well. Then I've also got heaps of brand new recipes on um, foreverfit.tv, I've made coconut yogurt, and this is, oh my god, it is so good, it, I use probiotics to make it. And so simply getting some really good high quality probiotic pills and some coconut cream and then making it up and it's just the most yummy thing and I put that into my smoothie each day. So live fermented food that's doing amazing things for my gut, my hormones for (laughs) replenishing my body um, and getting that really good gut bacteria. Another thing I've made is I've got a tomato vine just outside my window right here now that is just dropping with cherry tomatoes. So I've written a post all about, um, sorry, recipe that tomato basil sauce because that's what's in season and I'm sure that's um, there are plenty of you right now, I've got plenty of tomatoes coming out of your garden so this is a really good way to make that seasonal vegetable last a little longer and you can pull it out in the middle of winter with some yummy sauces. Then I've got lots of cleansing juices that I've put on the site because I'm doing a parasite and fungus cleanse at the moment on my body. And so this is something that I've got a potent juice going into my body each day to help with that detoxification and help pull all those things out. So um, I'm just sharing some of the recipes that I'm making, some of them... (laughs) are quite worth sharing because they're a bit potent and not for the faint-hearted and some of them are pretty delicious I've been sharing those so make sure you check them out um yeah some of them are like garlic garlic and ginger it's like pure um octane gas kind of thing for my body but oh my gosh there's you just feel incredible after you've got that pasta taste buds and it's inside your body so (laughs) it's pretty cool the other thing I've also been making is, um, this health tonic is, and it's so simple. All you, have got your, um, raw garlic and onion, then with some jalapeno peppers and and apple cider vinegar and you basically mince it all up in your food processor and you leave it in the jar and it ferments you leave it for 10 days and then you just start to use it and this has got the most amazing antibacterial antiviral um antimicrobial benefits to it that is just pure power for your body and i've been having a teaspoon of that in my broth each morning and it's just it's it's just incredible Again, it's one of those things that's like adding a sauce to a dish. So you just grab a teaspoon of that and you've got this incredible flavour that you put onto your food or you might put into a sauce or a salad dressing, anything. It's just something there and you've got the real powerful um, health tonic benefits from it. So check out all the new recipes and um, yeah, get inspired of how you can make your body healthier and more energised. So for today's topic, I wanted to talk to you all about amenorrhea. So this is something that's really common, and it's really common um, when women overexercise. Often when athletes develop um, amenorrhea, it's, off, it's usually like called hypothalamic amenorrhea, and it's caused by stress or inadequate nutrition, excessive weight loss, excessive exercise, and or like a combination of all three of these things. And the way that it works is that when you have an energy imbalance through eating not enough calories or exercising too much, you get a weight loss and this can disrupt your menstrual cycle. Weight loss can cause an increase in that hormone ghrelin which you've heard me talk about and ghrelin is the hormone that is normally that makes you feel hungry. And if this is high, it can in certain amounts, it can inhibit your hypothalamic-pituitary-ovarial access. So elevated levels of ghrelin alter your hypothalamus, and this subsequently affects your pituitary and the release of luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone. So this is why often when you over-exercise, when you get too stressed, when you do a big caloric um, Counting diet, often you'll lose your period, and so this is these two hormones are, are what was required to maintain normal ovulation. So once you get a bunch of the ghrelin released, because uh, released because you're sending the signal to your body that there's not enough energy around, it naturally shuts off fertility. And because of this, um, so if you think of this from like an ancestral standpoint. Basically, your body thinks that you aren't healthy and that you aren't healthy enough to produce a baby or carry a baby. So what it does is it's like if you were in a starvation or there hadn't been any food delivered to you for a wee while. From an ancestral standpoint, it's your your body's natural way of coping with starvation and just making sure that it doesn't have to produce any babies anytime soon. So the other thing that can happen is that you get really low-level low levels of the hormone leptin, which in females, when that, when you drop to, to lower levels of um, body fat, your leptin levels drop off. And so this is when, if you lose um, body fat too quickly, your leptin levels can, get a, can be affected. So leptin is necessary to maintain regular menstrual cycles, and you tend to see low levels of leptin and leptin insensitivity caused by excessive exercise or by very low caloric intake or often a combination of both of those things. So leptin is one of those things that indicates to your brain the amount of energy and the energy balance that's happening in your body and the amount of fat stores that you have. So once you begin to decrease your levels of leptin, it's pretty much correlated to the amounts of body fat that you have. This slows the release of the luteinizing hormone and the follicle-stimulating hormone. So this is where you get that, um, again, the loss of the period and the loss of the menstrual cycle. So it's often a classic um, precursor and often goes hand-in-hand with... um, It's called the female athlete triad, where three things generally go hand-in-hand, and that's amenorrhea, osteoporosis, and disordered eating. And this is something that... Often, women who have all three of these things, and they're things that can be that are caused by excessive exercise, excessive cardio, overtraining, and where they're eating, and high levels of stress. So, the thing to understand is that you can be more genetically prone to this type of um, HPA axis disruption. So, that's the hypothalamic-pituitary axis disruption. So, there's Certain women can, what I mean by that is a certain women can get quite lean and they can train hard, they can basically thrash their body and thrash their hormones and their body can cope with it. And then there's other people who, um, who any sort of excessive stress or um, overexertion, any calorie... Um, uh, deficit or overtraining basically the body shuts down, they go, No, you can't do this to me. So, there's two different extremes, and this can come through um, genetics and through like your ancestral history as well. So, some people might be prone to long periods of time where they, uh, you know, they hunted and gathered and they worked hard, and that's just what the, their body has been used to, and so their body's able to do this. And then, from somebody else's standpoint, they might have been a more sedentary population, so this is what their body's been used to. For me, I'm the um, I'm from I'm an Irish person, and so I don't think we were too too hardy and things. So I'm that person where any adrenal fatigue in I any. Um, too much too much exercise, too much stress, too much too getting too lean, my body just goes, No, this isn't right. So I'm on the, I have to be really careful about where I um, dabble in anything because my body's super sensitive and it just blows out of my um, Decide to be too hard on it, it says it can't handle it. So for some people, they can train hard, they can do long hours. These are the type of people who, you know, marathon after marathon, they're super lean and they seem to just be able to do anything. And there's some people who who can't do that. And you know, adrenal fatigue comes in, or they might have been able to do that, and then suddenly they've blown their body out, and now they're in that state of um, really incredibly fragile. So, our hormones are something that you just don't want to mess with, but you, and you want to get a handle of where you sit and understanding your body because there's always going to be somebody who's different, and there's always going to be somebody who can train harder, there's somebody who can eat eat loads and not put a weight in somebody who's eating nothing and they're losing their period, they're, they're having hormones um, all over the show. So we, the, the thing is to understand what your body is and how you can best learn to understand your own biology and learn to fuel your body so that you can be the healthiest person that you can be. So. It's really the other thing to understand is that it's really common for women to have high estrogen dominance, and estrogen is some, something that can increase your fat stores when it's in excess, impairs your thyroid function, and can lead to endometriosis, and also increases your chance of like bloating and gas. And so, progesterone, which is the opposite does exactly the opposite. So this stimulates fat burning, upregulates thyroid, reduces bloating and glass and this is something that we need to get in balance and so often we have out of balance. And so when you are over-training and over-exercising, you've got high levels of stress, you're going to have an imbalance between these two so no amount of exercise that you do is going to be able to help you lose weight if you've got an estrogen dominance. So... The thing to understand is where you're sitting in this. So we want to be able to restore our hormonal balance, because what happens is a lot of pe- women have this thing called pregnenolone steel. Pregnenolone is the hormone precursor that get that gets that, sorry, converts into cortisol or it could get converted into progesterone. So if you're exercising a lot and producing a lot of cortisol and you don't quite have enough progesterone, you could get a combination of both progesterone deficiency or subsequent estrogen-dominant symptoms. And this is one of the reasons why women, when they're doing endurance sports or even, like, doing excessive exercise, maybe CrossFit or doing... Um, any exercise, and they're doing an excessive mounts, they can start to look fat, bloated, and this is often because they're getting this progesterone depletion, and sometimes it's it's not a, it's not accompanied with like amenorrhea or estrogen dominance, but they're getting this pregnant alone steal happening because of the high levels of cortisol and the disruption of the hormones. So, this is where it's so important to understand where you sit and how, how to bring that balance back and to understand your own body. So, you've got to be pretty careful when you start getting into, use, like, um, there's, there's, there's supplements and things out there that you can take to um, that claim that they can... If, um, help with your progesterone, your estrogen, testosterone, and things like this. But the first thing to understand is that yes, they are, some can, and some are fantastic in doing this. But the first reason you need to, the first thing you need to do is get to the bottom of why you're getting this pregnenolone steel happening and why you are getting, um, you've got high levels of progesterone or high levels of estrogen. Because the thing is, this is a symptom and because there is a something that is going on at a deeper level causing this to happen. So so often people, they might be doing this incredible training regime, they've got a stressful job, they're working too much, they're doing everything else, but then they pop on like progesterone cream or they pop on something to get um, pump up their progesterone levels, but they're never fixing that, the reason that's happening in the first place. And the danger happens when that happens, if they are putting a band-aid over it, they're going to affect the body's natural way of bringing that back and you could actually disrupt your bo- that feedback loop and your body actually ever being able to produce that properly. So we always want to get to the root cause of why something is happening and getting to understand what is going on in your body. So often um, when we have high levels of cortisol, so cortisol can be increased from... Anything from a leaky gut, if you are eating foods that are causing stress on your body, this can increase your cortisol levels. If you are drinking caffeine and you are um, you're intolerant to caffeine, if you've had um, antibiotics, painkillers, anything like this, this could be causing stress on your liver, and this could be causing increasing cortisol because cortisol is the fight or flight hormone and it naturally is produced in the morning and then it goes down later in the day but there are all sorts of things that we do to mess up its natural rhythm and so one of those things is excessive exercise and one of those excessive exercise is things like Long endurance um, cardio, cardio every day, just exercising too hard, too much. And so we need to make sure that we aren't producing too much cortisol all of the time because when you do this, you're going to disrupt your estrogen, your testosterone, and your progesterone from that pregnenolone steel because your body's trying to keep up with the demands of the cortisol by stealing it from other pathways. And this, these are the pathways is where those other hormones are made. So this is really important to understand and you need to make sure that you get to the root cause of what's happening. So looking at a holistic picture, if you feel that you've got some kind of hormonal imbalance going on, ask yourself why? And ask yourself, right, how can I fix this from the ground up? What can I start to change to allow my body to heal, to bring cortisol down, and to get some natural rhythms back into my hormones. So there are certain things that you can do yourself, but one of the best things for you to do is to get tested, and to get tested to find out exactly where your hormones are sitting, and this is what the FDN is all about, the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, and that's what the Adrenal Profile Panel is, and this tells you exactly where your hormones are sitting, and it tests 11 different hormones from... Four different cortisol levels from throughout your day. So you get one rising in the morning, midday, mid-afternoon, and the 10 o'clock at night. So that there's going to tell me um, any cortisol patterns that are happening in the day, any cortisol dysregulation. Also find out melatonin, is that working okay? Your estrogen, your estradiol, progesterone, um, and your testosterone as well. So you get really good indication of what's happening in your body. And then we can work out ways to fix it. It can be pricey during the testing, but it's one of those things that it can also be incredibly pricey if you keep ignoring symptoms and you're just popping creams on things. So getting to the root cause of what's happening in your body is really powerful in helping you achieve that health that you're after. And so it has to start with real food and it has to start with getting your digestive health right. And I know this, I pretty much say this like every episode and I come back to the same point, that you have to get rid of all anti-inflammatory foods, you have to get rid of the grains, the gluten, you have to get rid of um, gluten-containing grains. So you can still have your rice and quinoa and... Um, non-gluten containing grains but you've got to get rid of the high inflammatory grains you've got to get rid of the sugar you've got to get rid of um, the alcohol you've got to get rid of the caffeine all of these things affect your gut health affect your hormones affect your cortisol if you're living off caffeine you're going to be constantly on a um (laughs) running on empty basically so you're getting that out of your system so that you're bringing your body back into a natural balance And then you want to be introducing, like I mentioned at the start, things like organ meats. You want to be making sure that you're reducing stress and you're eating the most nutrient-dense, extraordinary food that you can find to provide your body with fuel and energy just to make it feel fantastic making sure you're eating live food that's got probiotics and prebiotics in it and that you are getting eight to nine hours of sleep every single night that's not you know some nights on a hopeful night that's making sure that that happens eight to nine hours of sleep the other thing I want to talk about in today's episode is um So say you are a cardio junkie or you are into endurance sports or long distance running because I know a lot of um, you are, then it's how can you um, mitigate the damage that, that long distance running may be doing on your body because we're not designed to run all day every day and it can be incredibly unhealthy for females. It can deplete your hormones, make your metabolic rate affect your thyroid, your metabolism And it may be something that you're incredibly passionate about and that you love running, but it's also how how can you help address any damage that may be happening and how can you make sure that you don't cause any damage by doing something that you love or whether or not you're caught in that trap of thinking that more is better when actually it's not. Because quite often people get into running because they think it's the only way that they can stay slim when often that running is causing them to stay overweight. And from what I mentioned before, it's increasing that cortisol and um, making them put on weight. So understanding um, what long-distance sort of training can do because any training, because our bodies, like I said, our bodies aren't designed to be running all of the time and that increase in cortisol can Happen from food, it can happen from excessive stress, and on this topic here, it can happen from overtraining. So, getting a really good, balanced program that ensures that you aren't overtraining is your best place to start. You don't need to be running or doing long distance training every single day. Some of the best Um, training programs for ultra marathons, for marathons, for triathlons, have you only running once a week and then you're doing like hip style training, doing yoga and all these sorts of things because the powerful thing is that when you get your training right, so say you do hip workouts with weights and you get a really good training program for your specific needs, that has benefits towards your endurance. Whereas endurance does not have benefits towards your strength. If you train too much, do too much cardio and endurance work, you actually decrease your strength. But if you do strength training and HIT style training with that real anaerobic threshold and boosting your m- metabolic rate, that stuff works the opposite way. So that's going to increase your endurance. So the thing, the best place for you to start in terms of making sure that you aren't damaging your body from doing lots of long distance running is to first getting understanding of where your hormones are at right now. And the best place to do this is through testing, not guessing. So this is knowing where your body is at right at this point, get to understand where your hormones are sitting, what's going on in your body inside and out. Um, Cause we can waste so much money and so much time just assuming and, um, kind of just hoping that everything's all right. Whereas if you get on top of your body and you find a place of optimal wellness, you find a place that is of incredible health, and then you manage that amazing health by training correctly, by getting the right foods to, to provide your body with any nourishment that it needs and you're adding to your diet things that can mitigate any damage that might be causing from some long-distance training, then you're in a place of being able to keep long-distance running, keep long-distance training or that cardio training in your life if you want to. But if you ignore hormonal imbalances and you ignore stress and you ignore these um signs and symptoms coming from your body, that's when you're going to start to break down and you're going to start to notice the, the negative effects that this sort of training can happen. So the best type of thing you can get done is a, like an adrenal profile done on your body and also a gut test, knowing um, what's going on inside, have you got any parasites, yeast, fungus overgrowth, and these are all things that are part of the functional diagnostic nutrition that I do, and so um, check that out on the website. The adrenal profile, like I mentioned above, has got the 11 different hormones you measure, find out exactly where they're at, and then my goal is to provide you with a 90-day protocol to bring your body back into ultimate health, bring it all back into balance, so then you've a, got a perfect platform to be able to work from that. Then you want to make sure that you are including foods in your diet that help to replace any hormones that might be lost through the chronic cardio. So if you're getting... Um, high levels of cortisol and you find that your estrogen might be dropping from that or you're getting low levels of testosterone because of that calorie. then you're making sure you're providing supplements or fuel to help mitigate those imbalances. Then you might want to also find, make sure you're adding to your um, diet food that helps mitigate any damage from the, the joint pounding on the hard surfaces we're running on concrete roads and, and extremely tough ground for our body and this is a lot of stress on your muscle and joints so making sure you're getting good quality nutrition to keep them strong because if you're eating a diet that's of um, inflammatory foods like sugar and um, gluten and processed foods and full of toxins you're going to be causing, you've got inflammation in your body before you even start running. So then if you add to that the stress of overtraining, then you're going you're gonna to be not getting the best results from doing something that you love. The other thing you want to do is make sure you're eating plenty of food that's supporting your thyroid, supporting your metabolism and supporting recovery. And getting adequate levels of like magnesium and zinc and iron into your diet, getting lots of omega-3s into your diet, lots of like green vegetables and juices, and just providing your body with the most amazing nutrition to help support it through this sort of training. Because we don't it's very sort of old school to think that cardio training is the best sort of training that you can do. And the thing to understand is that Running can be good for you, but we we tend to not do things um, just there's that level of what is good and then we take it too far and so then we're doing marathon after marathon or we're, do, we're just constantly training or we're doing um, four long runs a week or just that whole taking something too far. And so this is what I'm talking about is that I'm not saying that running um, is is bad I'm saying it's that it's that level of what's healthy and what's too much for your body and the only way to know that is by getting to know your body better and getting your body healthy and then doing what you love from a healthy body because if you're doing if you're doing running because you're trying to lose weight or you're doing it as a um, for some other reason, and you're not losing weight, well then you've got to question why you're doing something, because often people are running, but they're not actually enjoying it, but if you absolutely love running, and it gives you this high, and you really enjoy it, then how can you do it, and get the benefits of running, so you get a really fantastic training program, so you're getting the real good benefits from it, but then you're making sure, that you're optimizing your health around that, and you're making sure, that that running isn't doing any sort of damage, to your body as well, so you want to make sure that you're doing like a, a minimum sort of training program. So you're making sure you're combining strength training in there and you're doing hit sort of workouts. So if you're doing like a really long run or you're doing a HIIT um, strength training workout, you want to make sure that you're leaving a good 48 to 72 hours before hitting it again and before going it again or before getting into that pathway that you just hit and pushing that same sort of training on your body again. So... Hit sort of training, strength training, um, specific sort of run training where you're tapping into your anaerobic stores and then pulling back, um, interval work, all these sorts of things are going to help with your endurance training instead of the super long, drawn-out cardio too often in your week. So you need to be also really consistent with the type of de-stressing that you're doing and making sure that you're getting... um, Lots of things into your day that help de stress your body. And so this is, um, again, it comes back to your food, making sure your food's really good. Make sure you're doing lots of like, um, relaxation breathing, doing like meditation, making sure you're getting yoga into your week, making sure that you're getting incredible good quality sleep every night. And making sure that you, you've got something else on the side that isn't all about running. So another hobby that lifts you and inspires you, and it could be like the garden, it could be, um, for me, it's, you know, my horse, it could be anything. So just something else that is outside of that training regime that you might be so rigid and stuck into. Then you need to make sure that you are eating a diet that is incredible. The, uh, you are the person that needs to make sure that you're eating a completely anti-inflammatory, like, autoimmune diet, the one that I've got in the online gym. It's It's um, cutting out all the inflammatory foods, making sure that it's super clean, super natural. You're avoiding all sorts of things like um, dressings with vegetable oils. You're reducing sugar. You're not eating any of the, like, cereals or packaged foods, those sort of energy bars or protein bars. You're avoiding um, protein powders that are full of additives and preservatives. You are making sure that you are eating incredibly antioxidant food because you, because of this, the intensity of the training, it's like causing a lot of oxidative stress on the body. So you need to be making sure you're loading up with lots of antioxidants and avoiding um, oxidized vegetable oils and trans fats. And also trying to avoid any um, highly processed dairy as well, especially if you're intolerant. So finding out whether or not you can handle good quality dairy is important, and just following a 100% anti-inflammatory diet. So these are this is something that I really want to cover because there's so many people out there who are really into their running, and they think running is the only way to lose weight. And... Running, like I said, running is a really, it's something that can be great and we're designed to run. We're designed to run and that's why I've got sprinting in my, um, I recommend sprinting all the time and sprinting is in like the, some of the weekly, um, into some of the programs in the online gym and I've got running in the boot camp that's coming up and so it's something that is incredibly powerful and, and primal and natural, and that can be really amazing for your body, but it has to be done right. And I hope that I've explained why it has to be done right, because so often women out there, they're just running, they're slogging it out, they're not even actually enjoying the running, but I think it's the only thing that they... They can do to lose weight, and and they couldn't be more wrong. It's got to start with food. It's got to start with the right diet. It's got to start with the right exercise, getting the balance right, de-stressing, managing your hormones, getting everything, everything in place, and finding that optimal place of health. When you have that optimal place of health, if you run, love these run. So if you love these long distance running events, and it's something you're really passionate about. Then you do it from a place of optimal health, and then you're able to push that body. But then you support your body through that process. So if you've gone too hard, or it was, say, it was an event or an actual race on the weekend, then you support your body around that and bring it back to that optimal health. If you um, and if your training was a really long training, you provide your body with the fuel that it needs to recover from that training, um, and you make sure that you aren't doing that sort of training all of the time and you're periodizing your training so you're building up towards a peak and then you're pulling yourself back so this is where I can help you out with getting you a really good quality program to help you train properly for for something and also making sure that you've got really good quality nutrition and then getting to understand what's happening in your body like are your hormones at a balance get tested finding out um, if your gut's working right and then working from that to um, get that ultimate, ultimate performance happening. So that was a big spell all about um, running and everything else. So now I'll go on to talking about some questions that I've got for today. Um, first question is, hey Nicola, what's the best coconut oil to buy? So this uh, it has to be raw, it has to be organic and um, extra as well so this is um, there are a few companies out there that do this and I used to sell them on my site and the one that I used to sell on my site was called New Guinea Organics and this is fantastic, it's sold it's from it's sold throughout the country and the only reason I've taken it off my site is because I've just decided to not sell products physical products anymore because um, yeah I just decided not to do that anymore so that's one that you can get from lots of, um, you know, stores around there. I know I've seen it in pretty much any um, health food store I go into in Tauranga. And the thing to be aware of is to make sure that you buy your coconut oil in glass and you don't want it to be, um, like, heat-treated or the reason it goes – because there's so many that are in, like, a supermarket and they are in plastic – If it's in plastic, you're going to be leaching all the um, estrogens and BPA into your oil, and it's not going to be keeping that oil as healthy as you'd like it to be. The other thing to be aware of is um, the smell and taste of your oil. You want to make sure that it's not deodorized, because again, this has been chemically treated to take out the smell, and this is going to affect the quality of that coconut oil so if you are buying coconut oil make sure you buy it in a glass jar make sure that it's extra virgin and raw and I know there's definitely a couple of brands out there that do that that I've seen on the shelves and um, the one that I recommend is that New Guinea Organics um, so next question is, hey, how do I substitute normal flour and sugar, and what what is the healthier gluten free ingredients? So when you're baking, you can generally when you find a um, just a normal recipe, say it's got like self raising flour or white flour and something like that, and you want to get rid of the gluten, you can generally swap almond flour for normal flour with the same um, quantities and generally speaking, you end up with a similar result. So where things get tricky is when you start to add coconut flour and tabioca flour and things, because these all have different absorbent C-rates, and and so this is where your measurements are going to change a little bit. So for the simplest answer, you want to be using almond flour to swap apples for apples, and then for the sugar, you want to be using things like honey or coconut sugar or what I do and most of my baking is just using fruit. So if I'm making a muffin, I'll use banana or dates, and that's just my sweetener and generally not much else. I might add a little bit of honey with that, and that is how I'd substitute sugar out of a um, normal recipe. So if you are playing, play around with different ingredients, and the best way to get a hold of this is to simply experiment. And if it's made with real ingredients and it's a flop then it's still edible as long as you've cooked cooked it well you can eat raw you can eat eggs raw as long as they are good eggs but in most cases, if you put that all together and you put in the oven and it doesn't come out looking quite right, who cares? Because you just eat it because you know it's amazing, nourishing ingredients, if you've made it with really good ingredients, that is. So experiment, play around, and just enjoy the kitchen making food, um, real yummy food from amazing, good quality ingredients. So Good on you for substituting the normal flour and the sugar and just moving towards more real food, nutrient-dense ingredients. And again, that's why I've got so many of those on my website. There's over 400 recipes on there now, so check them out and watch out for the new app that's coming out soon as well. So you can get all those recipes on your phone or iPad too. Um, Okay, next question. Hey, Nicola, I've been looking at your FDN testing and what you do is this something that is likely to fix my skin? So the thing with skin problems is that skin is linked to your gut health and your skin is one of the best, if, if your skin's got anything wrong with it, it is one of the best little whispers that your body is telling you that something is wrong. And it's one of those amazing things that you just take as a, as a symptom and you've got to get to the root cause of what is going on. And... It is a blessing in disguise when you have something showing up in your skin because it is something so obvious and it's it's then and it's there and it's saying, oi, listen to me, you need to fix something, we've got something going on deep inside that you need to pay attention to. Often people might get something internal and they can sort of ignore it because it's not so obvious, but if it's on your face and it's, it's really annoying you and you know that people can see it then you're more likely to kind of get onto it and so yes that is the whole thing of FDN testing is that we get to the root cause of what the problem is and we find out exactly what's going on so instead of chasing symptoms which you may have done in the past with your skin problem where you put cream on it or you try and fix the skin the thing to understand is your body is a whole holistic organism, and it's a system of systems, and every single thing is connected, so your gut health is connected to your skin, health is connected to your hormones, and if you've got something going on with your skin, you have like to have something going on with your hormones, you like to have something going on with your digestive system. So we want to find out what's going on, and this is what the testing will do, so... Um, You can get an adrenal profile done where we look at all your hormone levels. We can get a metabolic profile done where we look at how well your liver's working, any oxidative stress that's going on, how well your gut health is working, how well you're breaking down proteins and carbohydrates. And we get just a full panel done and find out everything that's going on in your body. And then we um, find out what we need to do to help fix your skin. Because you can't just fix skin by popping creams and potions onto it you need to get to the root cause heal the inside and then the symptoms will disappear so the answer to that question is yes Um, it will help um, get to the underlying cause of why you're getting that skin inflammation so that there is today's episode I hope it has helped you and inspired you on your journey of wellness Please make sure if you've got any questions and if you've got something that you'd like me to discuss on the next week's episode, just get in touch as I'd love to hear from you. And as always, please make sure you sign up to the newsletter. get weekly updates of everything that's been happening at foreverfit.tv. Get all the recipes, all the latest blog posts. And if you are ready to take your fitness up to a new level and really challenge yourself, then check out the online gym and the up-and-coming boot camp. It is going to be awesome. I can't wait for the live fitness testing on the 12th of April. And I hope to have you in there. And let's take this body and fitness up to a new level. (sighs) See you soon for the next week's episode.